0: Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrog is awesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. <laughs> cool. Hi, guys, and welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming podcast. Uh, you are joined by your usual hosts, Josh Harley and Ben Porter. Ben, as always, how has the week been? Um,.
1: Bit hit and miss, personally. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, how come?
1: Oh, just just people, Josh.
0: <laughs> Who's upset you? Well... You're going to have to go into it now.
1: No. It's too long a list, frankly. Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a flavour? A taster? An well, aperitif? It's, it's nothing that exciting.
1: It's just... People just piss me off sometimes. And I'd have never have known that. Yeah. <laughs> you you know, um, are are you familiar at all with with the the book of Exodus? Aye. Right. And you know, like Moses, he goes up the mountain and like he he speaks with God, and yes. then he gets given the tablets. The tablets with the so ten commands. He's had this yeah. totally phenomenal experience, mm-hmm. and then he comes down and just sees the Israelites like dicking about, and they've made a golden calf. And he's like,
0: I turn my back. For five minutes? Yeah. And you're making false idols Yeah, out of gold? Guys, we needed that gold. Yeah, so he's, he's had
1: this like sublime experience, and then uh-huh. he just loses it, and he just throws the tablet down. I I completely empathise with Moses in that story. <laughs> I would have done exactly the same
0: thing. Have people been making golden calves behind your back? Not quite, but if they had, they, they would have known all about the- it. That would have been the last straw. Yeah, I would.
1: I would have totally opened up the earth and let it swallow them up and all that. You know.
0: You just like you had it coming.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to do this, <laughs> but you've driven me to it.
0: So, so in summary, that's your week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's been a long week for me as well. I'm glad to see the the back of it. We're recording on uh, Friday night, guys. Uh, as of when this gets uploaded, though. Um, we will have said uh, so long farewell, Alphie Design. That's the most, the most appropriate because um, uh, Essen uh, will have finished it's... by the time that you are listening. Well, it,
1: I think it will still be going, depending on when they're listening. Yes, because it'll still be going on the Sunday, right? But that, but that's the big event.
0: Yeah. So, have we, I mean, obviously, last week's episode uh, we talked a lot about the games we were anticipating. Yeah. Has there been any further news coming out of Essen? Um,
1: well, Games Workshop uh, took the opportunity to do a few reveals. Okay. Um, so, WizKids are going to be producing a licensed uh, Games Workshop game for Age of Sigmar, isn't it? It's Age of Sigmar, it's called Rise of Anvilor. Okay. It's a game for one, two, four players, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the realm of fire, mm-hmm. Akshai, in a place called the Great Parch. So, okay. it's a big desert. And the players control one of the various factions in the city of Anvalor, uh, and you're trying to rebuild it together. Right. Um and like any good political faction, you are working towards the common good whilst trying to further your own agenda at the same time.
0: I don't think any politicians operate like that.
1: No, not apparently not anymore.
0: No. Just, <laughs> they, they've skipped the first bit. Yeah, yeah.
1: But that well, that's why I said like good political, no. you know, poli- <laughs> a competent political no. faction anyway. Yeah. Will more often than not do that, right? Yeah. So it's things like you have to repel invasions um, you're building buildings so I'm quite excited for it.
0: Yeah, I um I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I I've I've been hurt before by uh <laughs> by, by licensed games. The, the now although to be fair, right, the GW licensed games that Fantasy Flight did we're excellent.
1: Yeah. Um, um, invasion, Blood Bowl Team Manager. Mm-hmm. Chaos in the Old World had its balance issues,
0: but was still a fun game. Yeah, exactly. Um, on the other hand, though, uh, you have Magic the Gathering, which obviously I hold very dear. Um, their licensed games have um, been shit. Yeah, universally pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, basically. Yeah. I mean, it sounds interesting for sure uh do we, do we have a release date at all or I
1: think it's spring of next year cool, cool. so it's not not that far away, so
0: we'll find out in in good yeah. time
1: yeah i mean there. we have got box art and all that mm-hmm. um you know we'll put a link to the we'll put a link to that in the show notes
0: excellent so so that's one reveal that's no. one
1: reveal um they've also revealed a new war band. So the new faction is called Molog's Mog, sorry, Molog's Mob.
0: Molog's Mob. Yeah, try uh,
1: saying that with a drink in you.
0: Try saying it without a drink. Yeah, Molog's um, Mob. This is uh, the widely hinted at sort of um, cabry selection of fungal <laughs> monsters. <laughs> like, Do, so, right. So, so
1: Molog is a, a troll or Trogoth. Yeah. Um because all the because mushrooms because on his back. copyright, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, he's a dank old trogoth
0: <laughs> he's so dank With <laughs> his dank memes, yeah <laughs> uh, but uh he he's got some squig buddies with him as well, so uh, this again is quite
1: thematic for night vault because in in Shadespire we were um gambling mm-hmm. cavorting. Through the ruins of Shade Spire, mm-hmm. um, here we're in the more sinister catacombs and laboratories. Mm-hmm. So uh, it stands to reason that there's some weird experimental stuff down there. Yeah, um, and uh, these guys are a bunch of freaks. Yeah,
0: they're hideous. Yeah, um, we we've seen uh, the model for uh, Molog before. And uh, he's excellent. I think
1: he was the first Night Vault model to be revealed. Yeah,
0: yeah, very impressive. Uh, But his squig buddies uh, are good, including the uh, winged squid. (laughs) Squig. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So we've got the bat squig, Mm -hmm. stalag squig. Stalag squig, so stalagmite. (laughs) And a shroom. Lovely, just delightful
1: they look absolutely mental yeah um. um i'm i'm guessing because he's got that big sort of club type thing that molog might be a spellcaster do you think
0: I think he might be interesting
1: i think that this warband is going to be like one big really powerful guy and the three little shits that dance around him
0: yeah i i i mean for sure um yeah, you you've got to imagine the trolls is going to be pretty hard to kill. Yeah. Uh so we'll we'll see how uh, how that all pans out. Uh, do we have a release date for for these guys?
1: Um the next few months.
0: Okay, doke. That's all that they've said. So the us- the usual MO now is to really release um two war bands at the same time. So yeah. we'll find out if uh, that's still going to be the case and who'll be joining them in The Night Vault. And uh, finally, from Games Workshop, these guys look fantastic. Yeah, uh, we have uh, Death Blood Bowl team.
1: Uh, they look awesome, but I seem to recall Death were a bit subpar, right? Okay, in, in Blood Bowl uh, back in the days. I mean,
0: was that not the case? I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a. I, I can't profess to be a Blood Bowl aficionado. Uh, I'll ask. I'll ask Ewan. Uh, shout out Ewan Bowers, yeah. one of our I mean, Patreons. I
1: certainly. I, I played the um, what was essentially the digital version. Right, the, video,
0: the video game was pretty much a recreation of and the original.
1: I I remember p- playing season mode. Whenever mm. you saw death come up, you were like,
0: "Great, we've got an easy one, lads." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Well. At the same time, they're really cool models.
1: They're really cool models. They they might have also um yeah, them a bit. buffed them up a bit, maybe, yeah.
0: maybe. So we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, so in terms of uh, any other uh, Spiel announcements or news, um, so
1: Hub Games, who are probably most well known at the moment for the being the the company that are um, working on and publishing uh Holding On, The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr. It's mm-hmm. been getting quite a lot of press at the moment for being uh you know, for tackling some difficult and unusual themes. Yeah. They were robbed at Essendon. Oh uh, so three thousand euros was stolen from their stand.
0: Was it in cash or stock? I or... believe
1: it was cash. Right. Because um from what I understand attendees are being encouraged to take cash in with them. Okay. Because I think it's a combination of uh, a lot of the vendors just don't have... Card machines. Card machines, yeah. and I think also there are problems with the Wi-Fi. Yeah,
0: connect, getting, in the facility. getting several thousand card machines connected to a single Wi-Fi is probably a logistical nightmare.
1: So, on the one hand, you can understand why they've done that, but on the other... Uh, it was a little bit irresponsible, telling people to take a load of cash mm. into a
0: venue that is packed with thousands of people. Yeah, and it's just rubbish. I mean, this sort of stuff happens in the world all the time, but obviously, when it when it happens in our hobby, it's yeah. It's t- you, 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 can't, you I, My reaction's always like, oh, "Come on, guys, we're better than this, right?" I mean,
1: there's a bit of that, but at the same time, I, I, I think that, um, I think these notions. You know, when people talk about the the tabletop community, Mm -hmm. um, it's not really a community. Wow. But no, but, (laughs) but it isn't. Both statements. It's not really. (laughs) No, but if you think about it, it's not. It's really a collection of lots of little communities.
0: Okay, yeah, okay. And a
1: lot of the time they don't interact with one another. And the fact of the matter is that exponentially, the more people that you have Mm -hmm. in a hobby, the more likely you are to have arseholes there.
0: Yeah, who will steal three grand.
1: Yeah, I I have um, graphs and things that I can show to illustrate (laughs) this.
0: What does the, the arsehole gamer Venn diagram look like? Is there a lot of overlap there?
1: Yeah, I, I think a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot more overlap, I think, than people would be comfortable acknowledging.
0: The arsehole politician Venn
1: diagram. That there's not actually a Venn diagram for that. It's just <laughs> it's like, just a circle. Yeah. It's <laughs> there more. We it's go. more. You can you can literally ri- accurately accurately represent that with like a pie chart. Yeah. And there's like there's like a barely perceptible sliver of not our <laughs> soul so where it is nice to to have these notions that the tabletop community is this really inclusive and forward thinking thing the reality is you you've got a certain amount of people yeah. who have some different interpretations as to what is acceptable and yeah. what is not
0: well, um, our thoughts with uh, Hub Games. We're really sorry to hear. What's Apparently, happened. they
1: have caught one of the guys. Ah, uh, okay. Allegedly. Uh. Um, so ho- hopefully, it does get resolved because um, I mean, being being robbed is unpleasant for anyone, but when you're a smaller company, no,
0: that can be crippling. Three true. grand's a lot of money. Ah, uh, yeah. Like for anyone, so yeah. So now I uh, hope I hope uh, it all works out and uh, you you get at least some of the money back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's a sad note.
1: On a positive note, it's good in a way that this is news. Mhm. Because it's it me it highlights just how unusual
0: it is. That's true. Yeah, that is true. So nice positive spin. I yeah, like it. Yeah. I like it. But yes, so uh, as things unfold at Essen, obviously we will uh, keep you guys up to date. Uh, We're uh, giving a lot of shout-outs to some of our friends and listeners who are uh, hanging out there in Essen. Um, My favourite so far has actually been seeing the Unlucky Frog t-shirt on display proudly. uh, uh, It's got... wielding a big hammer as well. It's actually an axe. Is it an axe? It's an
1: axe. It kind re- of looked like a hammer. It kind of, but the reason I know it's an axe is it's a replica of a weapon <laughs> from Destiny.
0: Okay, all right. <laughs>
1: so I, I've wielded that in game. I'll have you know. Oh, very good. Yes. Very good. Medal's on the, on its way here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like,
1: so it, uh, it was. It was actually. It was um, one of unlucky frogs very own patron Scott Russell yes
0: yeah, so thanks for thanks for uh, spreading the unlucky frog uh, iconography uh, uh, across in essence Scott uh, yeah. hope you hope you're having a fantastic weekend and indeed everyone else who's made it out to deutschland is enjoying their time there and right. getting plenty of games bought and played right here uh, what else has been happening in so- the world of tabletop news.
1: The last item to cover off is... We are finally getting an Arkham Knights event in
0: the Woo! UK. Woo! Where's it going to be? It's sold out. Ah, oh. And it's in Huddersfield. Now, my my first thoughts when I was told this is that they deliberately went for the most terrifying place in the <laughs> UK. Sorry for our listeners who <laughs> live in Huddersfield, but if if anything, you should know. Um, so it's like,
1: do, you, do you feel like at this meeting... <laughs> They were like, right, we, we want... We want to
0: channel dark energy. Where, where can we go? Where can we have this event in the UK? We, we, want,
1: we want these players to have a truly immersive, horrifying experience. Horrifying experience. <laughs> so...
0: So they they're going to Huddersfield. Oh Huddersfield's alright actually. It gets a bad rep, but it's it's just it's one of these there are lots of towns in the north of England, right. Yeah. Why did you pick that one? Yeah. What what the, what the this, it it is an odd choice though. I'd have thought like a big city like Manchester, if you were gonna do it in the north of England or... Yeah, maybe
1: a bit more of a hub. Yeah. Um So it's IQ games. Um, yes. In Huddersfield, mm-hmm. um, I'm not. It's the first I've heard of them. Actually, was uh, with this event.
0: Uh, I, I believe it's a big deal for them.
1: Yeah, though. it's sold out already. How many tickets were
0: there? Do we know?
1: I'm not sure about that. Because,
0: uh, the Arkham Horror card game has been really popular. So, yeah, I've got to imagine that's a lot of people are going to descend on Huddersfield to, uh, to to uh, to witness the horror. And to play Arkham It's <laughs> <Like>, a <laughs> <sorry, laughs> joke that keeps giving. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to really piss someone off right, who loves Huddersfield. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, oh, well.
1: I, I've never actually been to Huddersfield, so.
0: Well, you know how they say it's grim up north? Yeah. It, there we are.
1: It's Huddersfield. Like, <laughs> Huddersfield's
0: it, like the physical manifestation sure. of the north of England. <laughs> of northern grimness. Right. Aye. <laughs> Says that welcome to
1: Huddersfield, the spirit of northern grimness. Yeah. Right. That kind of thing.
0: Aye. Right. You know, it, it's a bit like, you know, you know how, um, you know how people up in Scotland will describe the the weather as dramatic. Yeah. When what they really mean is the weather's shit. Yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. I,
0: I, yeah you, you sort of whenever you're saying something positive about Huddersfield, it's actually a sly dick yeah. at the place. It's, it's
1: slightly barbed. Yeah, yeah. but um, um, it's um, it's
0: in the middle of beautiful countryside though, like that's that's what's going for it. Like it's kind of like a,
1: a sort of growth on the the face of uh, an otherwise beautiful person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We can uh, imagine that. So when do when does this uh, Arkham Horror event kick off? So the event will
1: be held um, on the Saturday and Sunday, twenty uh, fourth uh, and twenty fifth of November.
0: Cool. So very soon as well. It was it was really short notice as well. Yeah, I, the, the, that's what struck me actually. Um, but I mean, obviously, there's a demand for. Hopefully, the success of this event will uh, signal to. Fantasy Flight to you know try and uh, try and run more like this in the UK as well, because it'd be fun to go to one. I
1: I was looking at going to this one and then went back to look at the event and saw it was sold out. Yeah. Oh well.
0: But uh, yeah, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully we get some more. Maybe maybe a little closer to home as well. So.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Could certainly get a truly terrifying experience in some places in Glasgow.
1: Yeah, I th- I think in particular, um, like see places like Postle. Aye. <laughs> we but, don't go to Postle. <laughs> yeah. Um. There, there is there's some people there who you know they do a bit of mad gibbering and that sort of thing.
0: It's a bit more like Dunwich, though.
1: Ch- channeling the spirit of Lovecraft.
0: <laughs> ah, delightful. Yeah delightful so that that's kind of our roundup of the news so like gaming wise what have we been up to um
1: well we we played uh new bedfords didn't we
0: yes it, it feels like we did that a while ago but yeah we it, we both really enjoyed it yeah um so it, it, this was uh what one of the games we received from board game crate no, uh the,
1: the september yes board game
0: crate uh so shout out board game crate um and uh, yeah we uh, really enjoyed it nice little worker placement game set in the town of new bedford yeah. which is famous uh, for being a historical uh, historic whaling town yeah so the idea being and it was really clever how it did it right because basically you gather resources so you can send your ships off to go kill some whales and bring them back in mm-hmm. and whoever's got the most points at the end of the game wins the easiest way of scoring points is killing whales, right? Which sounds horrible, and it is, but every whale you're killing, you're you're taking them permanently out of the bag until eventually, uh, as you keep going back out to sea to try and get more whales, it's like, there's no whales here anymore. Well, yeah, you killed them all. Because here's a fact about whales. Mm -hmm. They reproduce quite slowly. I, I never even wanted to think of that, but... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but it's
1: true, isn't it? Because I mean that that was what happened was that they they built up this economy mm-hmm. that was dependent on whale oil, yeah, which is an extremely finite resource. They don't they don't replenish like salmon populations.
0: Aye, so, so we we were particularly impressed that the game kind of conveyed that mm-hmm. you know the overhunting of this creature. Yeah. Um. In a neat little way without it explicitly telling you this is what's happened. The game just demonstrates that, which I think is really neat. And we've we've talked in the past uh, about, you know, the the power of using games as a tool for education. Um, And I, I think New Bedford does that really well. Throughout the uh, instruction manual, you've got little tidbits as well about um, about you know whaling in the United States. Uh, yeah. uh, a bit, a bit, a bit about Moby Dick as well, because I believe uh, Moby Dick is set in New Bedford. Uh, I, th-
1: I think, I think they, I think they go out from Nantucket. Oh, is it? I beg but, your New, pardon. but New Bedford is mentioned in in Moby Dick, right? Because there's a couple of quotes from
0: Moby Dick in in, in the book. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. instruction manual. Uh, and yeah, it was. Uh, we, we thought it was very beautifully presented, very polished, nice little worker placement game.
1: Yeah, and I th- I think the thing that's really neat, like you were saying, is that it it actually illustrates why that doesn't work. Aye, <laughs> it's it, it's like you know you hear it said a lot in, in sort of um, literary circles. Show don't tell, mm-hmm. and that that's what New Bedford did. Yeah, it didn't go. In this way, we are representing the decline of the whaling industry as the population depletes. It didn't have to. Yeah. Become...
0: We it twigged with both of us yeah. as we were playing the game. Like, the, there's a lot the, less whales appearing now. <laughs>
1: one of <laughs> the things I thought was really neat is that the the turn marker mm-hmm. is a whale. Yes. And you you're, it's marching along the turn track. And it is—it's like you're chasing the whale.
0: Yeah, the, the white whale. <laughs> and
1: it, and it, it's almost like a representation of a certain well-known book about whaling. Yeah,
0: funny that, eh? Yeah. Funny that. So no, we were we were very well impressed with, uh, with New Bedford and eager to give it another try, as well. Uh, in terms of what I've been up to, the Pathfinder campaign continues. This is actually, this is the smoothest segue we've ever done, and I've I've, I've I didn't even realise we were doing it, right? My character... Ola nearly got killed by a killer whale. Okay. My my halfling Lindy, got ate by a killer whale in Pathfinder.
1: He must have deserved it then. No! No one, no one deserves being eaten by a killer whale. No, but
0: they're intelligent
1: creatures, right? So he must have...
0: Well, oh, so to give a bit of context, right? Uh, we're on this island. Uh, some drower up to... No good. I feel are you, like this are, you, are, you
1: is... are you racial profiling Drow, Josh? <laughs> are you? A,
0: no. Is that where you're going no, with this? No, but I thought I was about to accidentally do a fresh Prince of Bel Air, so intro <laughs> with Drow, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so we're, we're investigating it, and we're, we're in this um, little cave network uh, in a cliffside, right, and we find. Um, the, this big underground lake, um, which there's a few of the Drow there, and the the, the head honcho of the Drow, the sorceress, uh, is there. And anyway, we're, so we start doing our thing, like I'm on the back of my wolf shooting arrows. So there's was,
1: some people we don't know. Let's yeah, <laughs> let
0: kill them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, the sorceress stares at me powerfully in the eyes and Wink, just winks at you and just says to me. Take a swim, and with that, a four for a spell, and swan dive off Blizzard into (laughs) the the ocean, where an orca was waiting for me. Hold on, it's an ocean now. It's like it, so. It's an underground lake that's sort of it's connected to the right, ocean. Okay, a ca- okay. It's a cave network. Okay. Like, so. It, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, there is an orca which uh, the drow have been kind of using as a pet, <laughs> waiting for me. So
1: how big is this underground lake? It's big, big enough for a killer whale. Bloody
0: hell! Uh, look, uh, Tom, Argy, um took a photo of the event, and honestly, I, I, this is how this is how extensive. Tom's uh, collection of like Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder—they um, call them pawns—the yeah. the the, the uh, cardboard cutouts. He has an orca one. He has one for a killer whale. How often does a killer whale come up in Pathfinder?
1: Less than dragons, weirdly.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> this thing that exists in the real world is less common than dragons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh but fortunately so, so the, the killer whale broke my leg like but fortunately i got healed up and they, dragged they, out of
1: the water they will do that
0: yeah yeah i mean and uh, you know so you picture this right the size of a killer whale and i play a halfling he's only three foot tall i could be swallowed whole by the thing <laughs>
1: It's getting ragdolled by
0: this. <laughs> Maybe I should have done that. Like swallow, get, let it swallow me whole, and then fight my way out of its stomach.
1: Oh, that's horrible.
0: Well, it tried to
1: kill me. No, but right. So I, I don't have any sympathy for you guys. Why? Because you always say that you're, you're not really good people. So probably not. But so, so if I was there and saw that, I'd be like, well, it's probably for the best. Orland's a good person, though. Is he? I mean, strictly speaking, he's neutral good. So, he's mediocrity personified? Sure, that's
0: true neutral. <laughs> <laughs> he's got good intentions.
1: True neutral, otherwise known as Swiss.
0: Aye. <laughs> true neutral, otherwise known as, you know, no personality, really. Yeah. <laughs> How do you play a true neutral person? I don't think I've ever met someone who's true neutral. Or well, had their character be true. It's and like usual.
1: that race in Futurama. Yeah. It's like all I know is my gut says maybe.
0: Tell my wife I have feelings for her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think that is true neutral. Mhm. There
0: we go. There we are. Yeah. So 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 that's Orlin's latest adventures in Pathfinder. Yeah. Uh, I think he. Should we give Ryan a shout out as well? Well, I'm not going to say no now. <laughs> okay, I've made this awkward. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, who is in uh, the other game of Pathfinder that Tom plays, and he took part in the crossover. Sadly, his character got killed.
1: Are we going to do character obituaries now? Is that going to be a thing?
0: <laughs> we'll have a, a little tasteful video yeah. with some sad piano music yeah. and like just some still images of the... Uh, Characters like, yeah. just
1: passed away, like him at his birthday, <laughs> like you know, playing with his dog in the autumn leaves, yeah, stuff like that. And then GBNF, at
0: the yeah, end. good night, good night, sweet prince,
1: yeah, and then the the date,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with the Ashen Banner. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of their adventuring company. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I mean, it's a funny thing, uh, you know. Pathfinder, Dungeons and Dragons, these role-playing games. Um, it sounds ridiculous, but you, you do get attached to your characters, well, and it's... You, you are. I, I, I and, you know, I, do, I, I. I'm genuinely gutted when a character of mine actually dies.
1: I don't know why people find that so odd, because you mm. you, you hear of people. Um, you know, welling up uh, at books and things like that. Yeah. I mean, see, see. Whenever I watch the Fellowship of the Ring, mm-hmm. the death of Boromir. Spoilers. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> the the death of Boromir always really gets me.
0: Aye, and it became good in the
1: end. What? Well, right. Okay. Without without getting into it too much, because I could I could talk all night about Lord of the Rings. In a lot of ways, Boromir is the most relatable character in The Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Because he's flawed. Yeah. He struggles with temptation. Mm-hmm. But he wants to do right by his people. Yeah, And like you say, he blows it. Mm-hmm. But he manages to redeem himself in the yes. end. Albeit at, a, at the ultimate cost. Mm-hmm. And Sean Bean... Uh, I, I do still think that it is Sean Bean's finest performance.
0: Yeah, probably... Probably yeah. he's he, he was fantastic at it. I mean, if if you want a guy to play a character who's going to snuff it, you you get Sean Bean in, right? Yeah, apparently. Uh, uh. <laughs>
1: but and I say that to say, like, you you becoming, you know, we became invested in Boromir's journey, mm-hmm. and that you know, if you if you watch the film, you you're only with that character for about two hours. Yeah. Whereas in a in a d and d campaign you're with right. those characters for hundreds of hours sometimes yeah, exactly
0: so so now it, sh- it shouldn't be surprising, but you know you do you get attached and it's gen- genuinely gutting yeah I mean that, you know you can maybe dies. you
1: could make certain arguments you know about uh, you know books or films maybe being more immersive, but the fact of the matter is that in principle it's the same as that you, you you get to know these characters, you become attached to mm-hmm. them. And you do feel it yeah when when they uh spin off their mortal, mortal coil. coil yeah there
0: we go so uh sorry about that Ryan uh, yeah. but uh, yeah uh it this happens and uh why are you smiling I'm not what I'm, I'm, I'm talking I'm, about talking about death yeah but I'm and talk- you're
1: sitting there grinning like a maniac
0: <laughs> we're talking about death, but we are talking about the death of a fictitious character.
1: But we just had this heartfelt thing about. Her I know, inertia. and I've
0: ruined it. All right, I've ruined it. But and you're it's, grinning there. It's it's, but it's a little. It it, it it is absurd. But that's but it, but that's why it's an interesting thing to talk about. Why why do we become attached to like fictitious characters? Yeah, you you like a,
1: a blonde Jack Nicholson right now? I, shut up,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> like we we become attached to these fictitious characters, and there's, there's no reason why we should. Um. You know, feel loss when these characters die, but we do. Uh, and, and that's not just true of, you know, the characters that we play. This, as you say, books, film, TV shows, you know, we we get genuinely gutted when a favourite character of dies. So, I don't know. Maybe this is one of these things where fiction can teach us a little bit about real life. Um, I don't know.
1: I would say it, it does more often than not. Mm. I and I, I defy all these people that say that um, that that fiction's somehow not valid because yeah, pe- that's pe- pe- people take inspiration from fiction all the time. Like, see if you speak to a lot of the the great innovators mm-hmm. um, of of the the twenty first century and the late twentieth century. A lot of them are sci fi geeks. Aye. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> no, true. no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. You know a lot of them they you know they, you know grew up reading Isaac Asimov, watching Star Trek and stuff like that. Well, there's
0: a reason why like a lot of those star Trek, like a lot of like tech devices look like old Star Trek gadgets, right? Yeah. It's because the people who designed them used to watch Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: our, our stories do in, inform our mm. reality in in one way or another. Be be that the the inspirational deeds of some fictitious character or you know something as simple as like asimov's uh, law of robotics and the way that that logic has been applied in certain ways within programming and development of ai
0: yeah and it's not just it's uh, and it's not just in technology one of the i did a, a very short course at university about forensic science you know and it wasn't like in depth this was sort of a um, you know a beginner's overall guide a very interesting course, and what the lecturer said, uh, forensic science is almost unique in that one of the most uh, influential figures in this field is a fictitious character, uh, Sherlock Holmes. A lot of forensic science, the methodology behind forensic science process. is Sherlock Holmes's process. First eliminate the impossible, then Naturally, all you are left with is what's actually happened, uh-huh. and that's that's the approach that you know c s i investigators do like try and try and remove what's impossible uh so yeah fiction has a huge bearing on real life uh this this got remarkably deep yeah we we've gone off the deeper we were gonna we were gonna talk about erratas. <laughs> Yeah. For a bit but
1: we, I, we will talk about that in a future yeah. episode but i i think that um I,
0: I, this is a good place to sign
1: off i think so
0: so um you know ge- genuinely gutted for ryan and the, the loss of his character yeah. um hope uh, but with each loss a new opportunity arises so i'm sure you'll create a new compelling character the, to carry on with to
1: to go back to the boromir illustration it it was one of the most impactful and significant events within that story. Yeah. And you know, even think like the, you know, they they the cast all did a phenomenal job um, acting out that scene, like the um, see down to the bit where, he takes the first arrow, mm-hmm. and he thinks that's it, but then he looks at Mary and Pippin. Yeah. And how lost and vulnerable they look and decides to keep fighting. Yeah. It gives you goosebumps just thinking about it.
0: I need to watch Lord of the Rings again. Yeah. Incredible films.
1: But it's. And I I dare say that um, what happened to Ryan's character, that's going to be talked about by everyone that was involved in that in years to come. Yeah. That's going to be one of those memorable moments. A hallmark of that campaign And, you know even if that character's not going to be there anymore the other characters if they go on to have other campaigns the the legacy of that character compared to a lot of the characters that will survive yeah is now so much more potent
0: exactly exactly so on that rather heavy note thank you very much for listening guys um Let us know what you think. Uh, 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 Tell tell us about some of your past and present characters, what, Mm. what they mean to you. It'll be good to hear from yeah. uh, a few in, of any of those
1: uh, dramatic moments that you've maybe experienced as well. Would love to hear about that. Yeah. Or if you've got an unlucky frog T-shirt and you've got a picture in an exotic location or with,
0: with weaponry yeah. or without weaponry. Yeah. doesn't have to have a weapon. Although I think Scott has now set a standard. Yeah, this, so. is,
1: this is where you know we're now going to get a picture from like an African warlord or something like that. Like. <laughs>
0: just read, sat on a throne of guns yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have been a massive fan of the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast ever since ever, ever since I conquered this neighbouring township uh, we can dream. <laughs> no let's not continue down this route uh, right. okay. anyway on that note guys have a, have a, have a good night goodbye
1: Hi everyone, it's Charlotte from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is search Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also
0: show your support for the Unlucky Frog through Patreon. To find out more information, check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com. Thanks. Bye.